Hey everybody, it's Mrs. Gillespie and Mr. Hosini. Welcome to today's episode of In the Middle of. Every day, we're going to give you a different scenario or situation that you might find yourself in the middle of. So settle in, get comfortable, pour yourself a nice cup of coffee, or just grab some fruit. And here we go. Welcome. Welcome. Hello, <laughs> Let's try that again. We'll say the same thing at the same time. Okay, what are we saying? We'll we'll just figure it out. Ready? Okay. Hello, Hello to today. <laughs> this is too full. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Welcome back. It's been almost two months. It's been busy. And we apologize that we are so busy for the three listeners out there that have been waiting for something There's new. There's at least three and a half. But we're back today. We're back. And we didn't mean intentionally to do a one-year celebration episode and then just drop off the face of the earth. No, it wasn't the intention. What we've learned is we have three and a half fans. They're asking for more. So here you go. So if you've missed us, and if you haven't, (laughs) we're back. Today, we're talking about something that's important to both of us. Really important to me. Mm, Slightly important to me. Should be more important to you. Should be, yes. Today, we're not talking about tacos. We're talking about sleep. So what do you do in the middle of sleep? Yeah, I want to talk about some in the middle of sleep episodes. Okay. So uh, I'm going to ask you kind of what what are your sleep habits? What is your, what is your sleep story? And uh, do you have any really funny stories about things that have happened while someone was asleep? I'll try to come up with, with some stories. But my, my sleep story, basically, um, I love sleep and for some reason, avoid it. Mm. I don't know if anybody else feels the same way. I know how important sleep is and I know how important it is for your body and for your brain. And I know how good I feel when I get a good sleep. Yet there's something, for some reason, I avoid going to bed. Huh. Mm-hmm. Is it the is it the combination of lots of little kids so you're finally getting some alone adult time that's like you can watch whatever you want on TV. Yes, I can take out the snacks that I want. Yes. I can watch what I want on on TV. You or, can play with their toys and you don't need to share. Yep. Or I can clean the kitchen just by myself or I can do do something I know I'm, I'm someone who uh, appreciates my alone time. And so maybe that's that's part of it that I just want to get some alone time mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and be in the house by myself and be the only one awake. Mm-hmm. Um, that might be it. It might also be really bad uh, habits uh. Uh, that I've built up since university. When I, I thought I went to university and no one was telling me when things were due when when I should not. That's not true. I knew when they were due. <laughs> they weren't telling me that I should be working on them right now. Right. And so it usually came to the night before things were due. I would collect all the books and start my research early on in university anyway. And then that became a habit that that um, I just, I did all of my work in the evening and stayed up really late. And if I didn't have anything to get up early for, mm. I just got in a bad habit with that. So it might be a habit. It might be something that I, I just like being awake by myself. Um, but my sleep story is not a very happy one because I don't get enough sleep. Mm, so How what, are you, what are you doing to uh, try to improve that? Uh, trying to go to bed earlier. How's that working? Uh, it's good and bad. 
Hmm. Come see, come saw. <laughs> I don't know if I've used that in the right way. Yeah, well, I think so, but well, you just let all our listeners know you're multilingual. We. Uh, oui. <laughs> huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, me, on the other hand, I love sleep. I mean, I'm also a night owl, so I stay awake later than I should for sure. But I love to sleep in, and I come from a long line of sleepers. The hawker people are sleeping people. So, I mean, Christmas morning, my family, my parents, everybody's still asleep. 10.30, we're like, presents are still going to be there. That's crazy. We might as well sleep. In fact, the morning that I got engaged, Chris proposed on Christmas morning, and my family was going to his family's for breakfast. We were lounging around the house in no hurry, sleeping in. I remember I had got a um, a really big, a nice sleeping bag, a fleece line sleeping bag from my parents for Christmas that year. And I was like laying in the living room in my new sleeping bag, <laughs> just lounging around and trying to get things moving. But yeah, even now I set my alarm for Saturday morning. I have been walking with a friend on Saturday morning at 11 a.m. I set my alarm for 10.15. I will not what? be awake. Absolutely. Whoa. I will sleep. Now, I've woken up a few times in there between my kid and our new puppy, which is Oh, yeah, happened that happened? Since, that's a different episode. We'll talk about, <laughs> we'll talk about puppies. But, um, yeah, I set an alarm. So... So you can sleep. You like your sleep. Yeah. So I, here, I consider it one of the things I'm best at in life. Oh, well, th- th- but that's good. I mean, that, that sounds a little bit uh, funny, but that's good because mm. it, it, like, I, I feel like the more you put off sleep, the shorter your life potentially is. Because and I, yeah, sleep gets a bad rap of all the things we know that are really good for you, like exercising, drinking water, eating healthy, sleeping. Those are really the four things. I feel like sleeping is the one that people look at and they're like, "Mm, that's kind of a lazy one. Like, it's not Mm -hmm. as important. When I'm like, no, fight for the sleep, man, you know? Well, yeah, some people might say, well, you have to work hard to do those other things. You also have to work hard to get a good sleep because you have to prioritize it. Exactly. And listen to me talking about (laughs) it, but yet I still will, will not go to sleep on time. Now, when I am sleeping, I really enjoy it because, and, and, and especially this year, for some reason, my dreams have been crazy. Me too. But I, I really enjoy dreams. And uh, as a kid, I love dreams so much because I figured out that I could control my dreams. Mm. And, and it was one, it was one particular dream I remember I was being chased by some bad guy, some bad entity of some sorts that was firing missiles at me. Whoa. And I, um, as I was having the missiles come at me and I was running away or I was flying or something and mid, mid air, whether I was jumping or flying, I realized this is a dream. I don't actually have to run from these missiles. And I woke myself up. And, and then there was another time where I thought, this is a dream. I can do whatever I want right now. And I remember flying and it was incredible. I'm picturing like matrix style. Like you slow-mo, like moving out of the way and the missiles are just flying by you and you're like, boom. Yeah. It was, it was that, it was that sort of level. And and so I realized how, how, how much fun and how awesome Mm -hmm. it was. And my dreams Mm -hmm. in the last however many months have just been, they have been so long. Like I, I can, I can think about, 
uh, four or five different big scenarios that have happened in the dream. And I can think about the details. I see like colors are so vivid right. and it, it is, and they've just been, they've been hilarious and a lot of fun, but uh, I'm not going to bore you with any of them because <laughs> I'm so bad at retelling my dreams. Well, and I just, I'm, I'm the same. I dream very vividly. I don't, I don't get a lot of deep sleep for some reason, but lots of REM sleep, which I think is when you dream. Okay. And, um, and I always think, oh, I'll remember this tomorrow. Like, this is going to be the best story. And then I don't remember. The things that I remember, and I know I've told you about this before, is I wake up angry at people because mm-hmm. of things that have happened in my dreams. So regularly, there is someone in my life that I'm, like, laughing with the next day because I was like, oh, man. You, I hate you so much yeah, right now because of so what you did. Yeah, you were so awful last night. And it's like... I have to remind myself this wasn't real. Like mm-hmm. this didn't actually, but it feels so real. Mm-hmm. And I know that, that sleep isn't a wonderful thing for a lot of people that, that have a hard time getting to sleep. Yes. So I, I like I recognize yes. that, that, that it, it's, it's hard for some people. And uh, my wife has been mad at me for not so much anymore because she falls asleep really quickly now. But for years, she oh. would get so mad because... I would put my head on the pillow, I would take about three breaths, and I'd be asleep. Yes. it's It feels like the husband thing. I It still, for me, takes me a really long time to fall asleep. I'm pretty intentional now about what I do before bed to make sure I can fall asleep. Once I'm out, I'm out. Um, but my husband, Chris, um, in general, falls asleep super fast and survives on way less sleep than me, but has the funniest experiences when he doesn't get enough sleep so Hmm. i would say he can have five or six hours and feel fine but when we had gabby and she was a newborn and we were only each getting i don't know two three four hours sleep a night he got so sleep deprived that he gets a little bit crazy so it can be anything from regularly he will and by regularly i mean twice a year maybe he gets tired enough that he rolls over and grabs onto my arm and thinks he's saving me from something usually i'm falling Mm -hmm. so he is gripping my arm so tight yelling i've got you i've got you and of course that woke me out of a dead sleep to someone like grabbing onto you and it's terrifying but the best and the funniest was when Gabby was a baby and Chris was so sleep deprived he was he just had no common sense so he would wake up we'd wake up the baby would be crying and I would say right after I had a c-section c-section so right after I had Gabby um I couldn't get up very quickly yeah and so he would get up to get her and we'd wake up and I'd hear and I'd say oh yeah are you gonna grab her and I remember him sitting up in bed and reaching down next to him and pulling out a plastic bag from the garbage can next to the bed, cradling the bag <laughs> in his arms while he said, shh, I gotcha, I gotcha. And I am laying there thinking, you don't got nobody. You got a plastic bag from the garbage. You need to get up and get her. And so I'm getting angry and I'm saying like, go get her, go get her. And he's like, I gotcha, I gotcha. And he's still half asleep. <laughs> Then he had a night where he, for some reason, dreamed she was, like, in the bed with us under the covers. And so, like, he woke up and was searching everywhere for her in the bed. She I'm, wasn't there. I've done that, too. Oh, man. He and, was... Yeah, and so and I can relate to, to that being sleep-deprived and, and being woke up in the middle of the night and not being able to function. Yes. And, and not being able to clear my head enough to think and even... Like my wife would laugh at me or she would get mad at me because I'm not doing the most simple things, <laughs> but I just can't. It's like, 
it's like the lights are on but nobody's oh, home. Oh yeah. Like like the robot is functioning but but the the brain hasn't turned on yet. <laughs> yeah. So it's just functioning at an animal level. But one of the uh, one there's been a few times that well I, maybe it was a period of time in my life where I would wake up uh, but not wake up. I wouldn't sleepwalk or anything but I'd have conversations. I would do things in in my room. And my wife loves telling me about the one time where uh, it was winter time and we lived in uh, in an apartment that wasn't the best apartment. It, it, we paid $475 a month for it. It oh was my. cheap for a reason. Yeah. But one of the things that we had to do, and I did this uh, my whole life as a kid, but we had to plastic the windows because they weren't high quality windows. And so they let in a lot of cold air in the winter. So we plastic the windows and, and I woke up one night and I went up to the window in our room with the plastic on it and I started tapping <laughs> and I said, I want to live in here. I want to live in here. And she carried on this conversation with me about it. And, uh, but I would, I would do that. I'd wake up and I'd, I'd just be kind of in a dream, in a dream like uh, uh, place and, and state oh. and and it was hilarious for, for, for her. It really is, I think. That's got to be one of the fun parts of, of marriage is laughing at another person who's doing ridiculous things. Because, yeah, I mean, Chris stood up and walked right into the wall once. Again, <laughs> like, oversleep deprived. Like, where you, you forgot where the door was. Yeah. And, of course, that'll wake you up quickly. But I think my favorite, and we still joke about it. We still have friends who joke about it. Recently, after we were after we were married, so we hadn't been married very long, maybe six months to a year. Um, Chris is an IT guy, so I always give him a hard time about being a computer nerd. And he doesn't always talk in his sleep every once in a while, but he rolled over in the dead of sleep and said to me, what's your username and password? (laughs) And I just remember looking at him and saying, you did not just say that to me because nothing communicates the depth of your computer nerdiness than dreaming about usernames and passwords. That's really funny. And if it was a test, I passed it because I didn't give him my username and password even when I thought he was sleeping. Well done. Well done. Well, sleep, yeah, sleep is different for everybody. Oh, but yeah. It, it's a lot of fun. But for our audience t- yes. today We've or tonight... We've got a treat. We do have a treat for you. For anyone that has a hard time sleeping, we're here for you. We are going to provide you with a sleep story. Something you can listen to over and over again as you let our soothing voices lull you to dreamland. So lay down. Get comfortable. Take a nice deep breath. In Put it through your nose, out through your mouth. Make sure you have a blanket on so that you don't fall asleep and wake up freezing cold. Sorry, oh. I went out of the, the, yeah, the come soothing on. We were trying to soothe them here. This is our our first time we'll practice here. This is, this is. We're, we're not, not quite like the headspace guy. Yes. He's got a good voice. So find a comfortable position, get yourself all ready, and be prepared to fall asleep. The Velveteen Rabbit. A soft and fluffy velveteen rabbit lived in a toy box in a boy's room. Each day, the boy opened the toy box and picked up velveteen rabbit, and velveteen rabbit was happy. Then, newer, brighter toys came into the toy box. They had special tricks. Some of them could move when the boy pushed a button. Others bounced high. Velveteen rabbit had no special tricks or buttons. No wonder the boy started to choose the other new toys. At night, when the toys were back in the box, 
The other toys talked with pride about the fine things they could do. Velveteen Rabbit was quiet. There was not much to say. Only one other toy in the toy box was like Velveteen Rabbit. Cowboy Horse was also a soft, fluffy toy, but he was old. Most of his hair was worn away. He only had one eye left. Cowboy Horse said to Velveteen Rabbit, Soft toys like us really are the lucky ones. We get loved the most, and when soft toys get loved and loved, we can become real. What is real? said Velveteen Rabbit. Being real is the best, said Skin Horse. You can move when you want to move. When you are real, if you are loved, you can show your love back. One day, Nana, who took care of the boy, flew open the lid of the toy box. She said in a busy tone, Oh dear, that walking doggy is missing. I must find something else for the boy. In a second, Velveteen Rabbit was plopped down onto the bed with the boy. This began another happy time for Velveteen Rabbit. Each night, the boy would hold Velveteen Rabbit close in his arms. In the morning, the boy would show Velveteen Rabbit how to make rabbit holes under the sheets. If the boy went outside to a picnic or to the park, Velveteen Rabbit would come with him too. After a while, with the hugging and the holding, much of Velveteen Rabbit's fur got matted down. Its pink nose grew less pink with all the boy's kisses. But Velveteen Rabbit did not care. It was happy. One day, the boy became sick. His forehead got very hot. The doctor came and went. Nana walked back and forth in fear. Day after day, the boy stayed in bed. There was nothing for Velveteen Rabbit to do but stay in bed too, day after day. Then at last the boy got better. Such joy in the house. The doctor said the boy must go to the shore. How wonderful, thought Velveteen Rabbit. Many times the boy had talked happily about the shore and told of its white sands and big blue ocean. What about this old bunny? Nana asked the doctor. That old thing, said the doctor. It's full of scarlet fever germs. Burn it at once. Get him a new bunny. So Velveteen Rabbit was thrown into a sack, along with the boy's bed sheets and old clothes and a lot of junk. The sack was carried to the backyard. The gardener was told to burn the whole thing. But the gardener was too busy with picking the beans and peas before nightfall. So he left the sack behind. I'll take care of it tomorrow, he said. The sack was not tied at the top and Velveteen Rabbit fell out. The next day, when the gardener picked up the sack to take it away to be burned, Velveteen Rabbit was not in it. Then it started to rain. Velveteen Rabbit was sad. So far away from the boy, never again to be nice and cozy together, and now soaking wet. A tear fell from Velveteen Rabbit's eye over his cheek. It plopped onto the grass. All at once, at the spot where the tear fell, a flower grew up. Then the bud of the flower opened. A tiny fairy. Little rabbit, said the fairy. Do you know who I am? I wish I did, said Velveteen Rabbit. I am the fairy that takes care of toys that are well loved, said the fairy. By then, Velveteen Rabbit was shabby and gray. The boy had loved off all its whiskers. The pink lining in the ears had long turned gray. Its brown spots, once fresh and bright, were now faded and hard to see. It's time now for me to make you real, said the fairy. I think I remember real, said Velveteen Rabbit. Now what was it the cowboy horse had said? Ah yes, when you are real, you can move when you want to move. If you are loved, 
you can love back. With one touch of Fairy's wand, Velveteen Rabbit felt different. Tickly, all of a sudden, each one of its two legs sewn together could move. A fly landed on Velveteen Rabbit's head, and it was itchy. As quick as a wink, that foot was up at Velveteen Rabbit's head to scratch it off. So this is being real. I can move when I want to move. I will show you some new friends, said the fairy. And the fairy took Velveteen Rabbit where several rabbits ran and hopped about. Soon, they were all great friends. Time went by. The boy was back from the shore. He was all better now. One day, the boy went to the backyard to play. From the tree trees nearby, a few rabbits hopped out. One rabbit was brown all over, and another was all white. A third rabbit had brown spots. Most of them faded. That one hopped the closest to the boy. The boy thought, why this rabbit looks just like my old bunny that was lost when I was sick. I loved that bunny. What he didn't know was that it was his very own bunny. Come back to see the boy, for he was the reason the Velveteen Rabbit had become real. The end. Special thanks to Hannah, who is our very first guest introduction specialist on In the Middle of. It's quite the title that she yeah, just got. Yeah, I, I just made it up, but it's a thing. 